0: on this edition of alberta dugout stories the podcast recapping the annual tournament 12 in toronto with one of the coaches and one of the players who took part Welcome to episode 58 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joel McFarland. Imagine being in high school, flying across the country to play at the Major League Baseball Stadium in Canada. Rogers Center, or for some of us, it's still Skydome. At any rate, since 2013, the Tournament 12 has been held there, showcasing the best talent our nation has to offer. It's a chance to learn from some of the best coaches around the country, including some Blue Jays alumni like Roberto Alomar, Lloyd Mosby, George Bell, and Jesse Barfield, among many others. But it can also be a springboard to bigger things like college baseball or even catching a few eyes and getting drafted by an MLB club but most of all, it's a chance to grow the game. Here in Alberta, we've seen quite a few players head to the T12 over the years. This year, no less than 13 Alberta-born products took part, joined by several others not born here, but training and going to school here at places like Dogs Academy and Vauxhall Academy. As well, a few Alberta-based coaches were also part of the festivities, including Alan Cox, Brock Shellgard, Shane Dawson, Mike Johnson, and Les McTavish. For McTavish, it wasn't his first rodeo, but it would be a busy couple of weeks for the Vauxhall coach who went straight from the T12 in Toronto to Boston for the 2019 New Balance Baseball Future Star Series International Week where he would be manager for Team World. He's finally back home and took a few minutes to chat with us about his jet-setting ways. Les, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure, Joe.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: First things first, how is that jet lag after all the miles you've traveled over the last few weeks?
1: Uh, you know, it's uh, I, I, I certainly don't feel any younger at times, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> it's part of the business, and uh, I think sometimes when you know you have to do it, you're able to deal with it. That's just part of the job and part of the expectation.
0: So let's start off with that first trek, and it's out to Toronto. You've done T12 before, but this one was a little bit different. You have colours versus regions. So walk us through some of the challenges, maybe some of the opportunities that you faced uh, being part of Team Green this time around.
1: Um, you know, I, the challenges was just trying to know your roster, but the has did a tremendous job of setting it up for all the coaches, so We knew who was pitching. We knew what positions they were going to play. Um, We knew when the pitching changes were going to happen. So uh, I'll tell you, the Blue Jays did all the work on it. They did a tremendous job with it. So as a coach, our job was to manage the players, uh, to help, to add resources, to talk to them, to answer questions, and then just deal with some of the in-game management. Um, But as far as uh, a lot of the decisions, sometimes you didn't even know your roster well but I think that's what also was an appealing part and something that was a strength is you were able to get to know some kids from outside of your normal area. Um, you got to know some kids from Quebec or from Ontario or BC or the Maritimes. So I found that exciting too. I, I, uh, You know about players, you read about players, you know who they are, but you got to know them on more of a personal level, which I thought was
0: great. And one of the other things that I would take away from it is just the opportunity to maybe provide a bit of an outsider's perspective. You're not used to seeing some of these kids, and some of these kids can't really tune you out either just because they've heard you a gazillion times before.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of players that tune me out at times. But, (laughs) you know, I... uh, you know, we there isn't a lot of instruction at those events. You know, those events you're just there to add as a resource. So, you know, you got to be careful. You certainly don't want to give too many suggestions. But if a player asks you, you know, you're certainly you know willing to talk to them. Um, but they're also you got to remember they have all the, the Blue Jays alumni as well that they can out, offer a ton of professional insight, big league insight, you know, all star insight. You got Robbie Alomar, you got Dwayne Ward, you got. You know, Jesse Barfield, Lloyd Mosby, those are the guys that uh, you want talking to the players more than anybody as as far as uh, mechanical things or mental things or or just uh, baseball, baseball skills.
0: The other interesting aspect to all of this is that you have Vauxhall Academy players who are on other teams outside of Team Green. And so did you find yourself almost cheering for some of those players, even if it came at the expense of your own team?
1: Yeah, you know, you do, and you. I'll tell you, the, the biggest challenge was when we were playing somebody else from another team, That and so let's say Max Grant's hitting for Team Green, which was our team, and we were facing Maddox Matejchuk. You know, it's a challenge because I want Maddox to do well, but I want Max <laughs> to do well for our team. And for so it was, uh, it was great, though. I think that's all part and partial, and um, that's what makes the experience even more memorable and, and uh, certainly something that's unique.
0: Any personal highlights during the Toronto trek?
1: Um, You know, I I don't know if there was any personal highlights. I I enjoy getting to know some new kids. You know, um, you know, there's a couple kids from BC, a couple kids from Ontario that I really got to know a little bit. You know, a short amount of time that you know, maybe professional prospects. You know, real soon. And so, I I enjoyed that part of it to get to know some of those kids and and uh, you know, start to put a name to a face and really get to know. You know what makes them tick, what they're like as a teammate, some of those things, and to me, that was the highlight of it. I I enjoyed that part of it, and, and uh, you know, certainly something I'll take away from it for sure.
0: Any pieces of advice that you found you were giving a little more often than other pieces? Um,
1: no, I don't know if there was any advice that that uh, I necessarily gave, but you know, it, it was different in the sense there was no one-one counts now either. So a year ago. You know you're really, really emphasizing the pitchers to attack on that first pitch where now it's a normal baseball game. Um, they were back at normal count, so you know it, it it's a challenge because you don't want to offer too much. you just want to sit back and let players play and um you know try to offer some insight and just you know maybe some adjustments defensively or making sure we move when somebody's late or making sure we play back with two whatever the the adjustment may be is probably what you'd spend more time with but you know, we had four good coaches on Team Green, and so you just kind of sat back and, you know, you chatted amongst each other. Mike Johnson and I have coached together a number of times, so it was pretty easy for, for the two of us to, to do things. And then we have uh, Coach Faitel from, from uh, Quebec and, and uh, Robbie Butler from Ontario. So that's also a neat thing, too. You got to know a couple of new guys on the coaching standpoint, which is great.
0: I was going to ask you about that side as well. It's one thing to be surrounded by coaches that you know and you've worked with before from Dogs Academy or Edmonton or Badlands. It's another to have a few different faces in that dugout. And I'm wondering what's that like and what you took away from it?
1: Well, I I, I think that's important. I think it's, you know, you ask questions about their program, how they go about their business, um, different things that they do with their players. Um so I think that's that's a big part of the, um, the development for the coaches. And, you know, it's it's like having a PD development while you're coaching the game. And, you know, you, a lot of the Blue Jays alumni, you try to ask a lot of questions there. But, you know, if we're talking to another colleague or another coach on the other side of the country that runs a similar program, I think it just becomes even more relevant and something that you, you know, can take
0: away and learn from. Do you find yourself starstruck at all when you go up and see some of these Blue Jays alumni guys that you watched when you were younger?
1: Um, Early on, well, you know, the first, you know, five or six years that I did the T12, I certainly found myself more starstruck. They're great guys. You know, they're down to earth. They want to be there. They're not there because they have to be there. They want to be there. They want to help the players. They want to help the coaches. They want to help baseball in our country. And it's led by Robbie Alomar and, um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, the, every time you go there, you try to take something away from it. You try to learn something and hopefully bring it back to your own program and
0: your own players. Speaking of your own players, you also had five who took part in that last game as well. What was that like? And, and walk us through some of the athletic achievements that really stuck out to you over the course of those few days.
1: Well, you know, I, I, uh, it was exciting. We had some players that were part of that game. And, and uh, you know, it's it's always you know, it's always exciting for your program, and and I think it was it's a neat um, addition to the to the to the whole tournament, and you know it's something that I know our players cherished. And there's only a first, there's only a first year of boxall, there's only a first T12, and hey, you were part of the first all-star game ever at the T12, so I think that's really neat. And uh, you know, it's another feather in a lot of the players' caps, and hopefully they move on to bigger and better things and, and look back on it and. they're I know for all our guys, it's a great memory and uh, certainly something that they cherish and are honored to be part of.
0: Absolutely, for you, you then hit the road again and you headed out to Boston. What was that experience like? Taking part in this USA versus the World experiment?
1: Uh, It was good. You know, it's my second year. Last year, I was in Phoenix, uh, part of it as well. Um, You know, you're in Boston. You're in the icon of baseball, and you know, we we practiced out of college the first day and. Did a bunch of testing and workouts, and we played in Pawtucket, which was like a 75-year-old stadium in Rhode Island, um, and then finished things off at Fenway Park. It was, it was my second year involved, um, so it was really neat because a lot of the coaches had been there the year prior, so you were able to, you know, rekindle some uh, friendships, and you know, you felt like you knew guys, and you felt more. On my end this year, I, I certainly felt like I was part of things more, and, and uh, it's a it was it's a great experience. It was something that I'll remember for the rest of my life.
0: I am curious how an opportunity like that came about in the first place. Going back to last year,
1: um, well, we we is uh, a partner of uh, Program Fifteen, um, and uh, their CEO Jeremy Booth asked if I'd be interested in, in coaching in the International Future Series game and International Week and. And uh this was their third year. Uh and I said, Yeah, I'd be honored to be part of it and, and that's where it started and then Adam Acker was part of the game last year, pitched in, in uh Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um at Camelback, uh the the Dodgers complex. So that's how it started and, and uh you know it's it's been a it's been a tremendous honor and um, you know, Voxel's a partner with P15 and, and uh, certainly something that we look to grow and expand on.
0: Is that a challenge for you, is trying to learn all the nuances with the different styles of ball that happen, whether you've got players from Japan or Puerto Rico or Australia or, or the Dominican Republic? I mean, there there's so many backgrounds. That it, is it much of a challenge at all to try to get them to kind of sing from the same baseball songbook?
1: It, it was a challenge this year, for sure. We had you know, we obviously had English. We had four players that spoke English as the first language, um two Canadians, a, a player from Australia and a player from the Bahamas. Um, <clears throat> the majority of players were Spanish speaking, uh, and then we had the three Japanese players as well. So it was uh, it was certainly a challenge,, uh, but I thought it was outstanding. And you know we we had uh, two or three of our coaching coaches um, they spoke Spanish fluently. Uh, so they helped with that. We had a Japanese translator. Um, but I think that's what made it even more memorable. You're not only at Fenway Park and Pawtucket, but, you know, you're able to to relate and coach and be part of uh, these young lads' careers and, and hopefully give them a little bit as far as an experience that uh, they'll remember for the rest of their life.
0: What's it like for you to step onto that field at Fenway and kind of take it in going, oh, yeah, this isn't just, you know, your typical fan experience. I'm actually kind of here to work, too.
1: Well, it's funny because a year ago I went to Fenway Park for four-game series watched the Blue Jays as a fan. Mm-hmm. And so I had somewhat of an idea of what Fenway Park was like, um, and I was lucky I got to go on the field for batting practice with the Jays one day. And so anyways, fast forward to this year, nothing nothing whatsoever could re- could give you an idea of what it's like to be on Fenway Park coaching and going to the home plate meeting and just being in the dugout, being part of it. There's so many great memories and, and, uh, you know, speaking in particular with this event, there there's so many great players. Like the, you know, there's lots of 95 mile an hour fastballs, guys that can fly, run, hit. Um, it was just, a, it was overall it was a tremendous experience. And, um, unfortunately we lost the first game at Fenway seven, three, and then we got walked off on, uh, but you know, we got walked off on with a double off the Green Monster, which is pretty cool,
0: and scored two runs.
1: We lost 5-4. But it was uh, it was a great event, for sure.
0: Did you learn anything about yourself and your coaching abilities as you go through these different experiences where you're getting the cream of the crop and, and being able to bring some of that back to where you work here at home?
1: Um, you know, I've talked to our players a lot about some of the players that were in Boston. Um, and in Toronto, for that matter, and just how the game, you know, the the better the player, a lot of times the easier it is, the simpler they have in their approach. It's not that they, you know, there there isn't anything special, but they are special, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I was thoroughly impressed with how some of the best players in the country or the best players in the world are their approach offensively is, is really simple, you know, on the mound, it's really simple. And, you know, they're blessed with great arms or blessed with speed or power or whatever it is, but how every single one of them is really hardworking, really dedicated. They, they do all the extra things. It doesn't come by chance. It doesn't come by luck. Um, You know, it usually comes back to hard work, commitment, dedication. And, you know, obviously you need a lot of ability and talent, uh, but, it certainly doesn't come without all the other attributes.
0: So now you're back at home. You're able to kind of rest in those uh, creature comforts. What's next on your to-do list as you uh, head towards the winter months here?
1: Uh, well, hopefully the snow goes away at some <laughs> point here in Southern Alberta, but once the snow goes away, uh, we'll finish up with our fall schedule. We'll take a couple weeks off where we do some field work and, and uh, then we get cranking in the weight room to me, every player. Uh, it's the time when they get into the weight room um, and the off season is what's going to separate them next year. So I'm looking forward to that. I know a lot of our players are tired and beat up and and ready to get to the off season. But to me that November through February is where you're going to separate yourself in your career. And, and I know we have a lot of players. We have a good group this year and and I'm excited about the work they're going to put in the winter. Um, I read something the other day on on, uh, Bo Bichette. He's going to take two weeks off and then the hard work begins and, He's excited about getting back in the weight room and and getting getting stronger and getting better. So,
0: fantastic stuff, well, Les. Congratulations on all that you've been able to accomplish over the last little while, and thanks again for joining us on the podcast.
1: Thanks, Joe. Appreciate all your support, and look forward to uh, working together more in the future.
0: One of the players who took part in the T12 and played for McTavish's Team Green was Max Grant. The 5'11", 195-pound catcher turned enough heads to be selected to Team Alomar for the Prospects game, which ended the tournament. Between classes, we caught up with Grant about how things went in his journey from Fredericton, New Brunswick, to Vauxhall. Max, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Let's start off with T12, and what was that experience like for you?
2: Uh, It's unreal. I've, I've gone there a couple times before, and every time it just seems like it's getting better, like the competition, the amount of schools that are in the stands, the former MLB players that are helping
0: coach the teams. It's just an unreal experience, and nothing really compares to it. When you look back on the way that you performed, happy with the way things went?
2: Yeah, I was pretty happy with the result that I had. I felt I was going in ready as I could be. I already had a couple of weeks under my belt back out here at Roxall so i felt i was pretty good throughout the the
0: tournament walk us through the the butterflies that first time you had gone and what it was like to step foot you know on a place that you know was familiar to a lot of baseball fans here in Canada which is uh, the old Skydome.
2: yeah well that was 3 years ago i was younger than everybody else but back then we had the uh atlantic team so i obviously knew a couple buddies that were on my team so that was good to have a couple guys like show me the way and stuff of like how we're supposed to do things and obviously playing in that that field really gives you goosebumps knowing like all the greats that have already played there and the players that are still playing on that field just to get a chance to be out there was awesome
0: was it a little different for you this time around, given that it wasn't a, a regional tournament at all? It was all, hey, you're based off the color of your shirt this time around?
2: Yeah, it was obviously different, not seeing as many familiar faces that you're used to on your own team. But I had a few guys that were, on my, that were on my Vauxhall team that were also on my team, so that was good. And we also had my coach out here in Vauxhall, Les McTavish, who was our coach who had to leave early to go to uh, a big showcase.
0: Now that you're able to look at this all through the rearview mirror, what did you learn about your own abilities after T twelve? Uh,
2: well, the first time I went in there, I was like pretty overwhelmed with like the amount of skill that everybody had. And obviously, coming from a little place like New Brunswick, it's obviously eye opening. But I feel like I filled my shoes pretty well going through my three three years there and uh, finished. Happy with my results that
0: I've had. Any memories that stick out for you?
2: Uh, Yeah, there's lots. Like, they're different every year. Like, sometimes they're with your buddies. Sometimes they're on the field. But it's just an awesome place, and you get tons of memories, tons of stories from the former MLB guys or obviously your family there watching as I'm not, like, I don't get to see my family very much. While I'm out here mm-hmm. out of Vauxhall, so it's obviously
0: good to see them. If you look back on your time at T12, and if there is one former MLB'er who stood out above everybody else and really made an impact on you, who would it be and why?
2: Um, probably nothing towards baseball or anything, but Lloyd Mosby. He was always always the funny one there, always the one lightening the mood. And, Like It's just baseball, you'd say, so it's just like you're playing in your backyard.
0: Let's take a a step back, I guess, and how is it that a New Brunswick kid ends up playing ball here in Alberta?
2: Well, way back when I played Canada Games, we were allowed to have two overagers, and both of them who were on my team came to Vauxhall, and that's really the start of where I heard the name Vauxhall, and I sort of looked into it, and my New Brunswick coach, one of my New Brunswick coaches played here when he was younger, and then he came back home. So he was still in contact with Coach Mack, and they sort of exchanged emails and stuff. And then I got to uh, play with the older kids then, and then at T12 was the first time I sat down with uh, Coach Mac and started planning on the Vauxhall.
0: And what's the experience been like? It's unbelievable.
2: There's so many eye-opening things out here, like the coaching you get, the dorm lifestyle you get, having the billets, the place to get out of the dorms, how everybody just helps you along. Like They know everybody's coming from a different place, and it's probably their first time away from home, so they sort of know how to deal with that and help you through everything. And the teachers are awesome here. They can help you whenever.
0: Any personal highlights for you thus far in your time here in this province?
2: Uh, there's a lot, especially how open it is. Back home, you got all the trees and stuff and here. You, just have,
0: you can see forever. What do you look forward to the most when you come out here and you get to play some ball uh, out of Vauxhall?
2: Um, the talent, probably, and playing with my buddies who I live with.
0: Fantastic. Who do you look up to? in the game of baseball or even just in life in general?
2: Um, probably for baseball-wise, it would be Devers for the Red Sox because he's young and he's talented and he carries himself accordingly. And probably my brother, who's been through a lot of adversity and seems to always come through
0: it on the positive end. Want to give oh, a shout-out yeah. to him at all? Anything you want to say about uh, what he's meant to you?
2: Oh, he means the world to me. Me and him are best friends. He plays hockey back home, and he moved away last year when I moved away.
0: So we were closer to each other than we were to our parents, so we were pretty tight. Fantastic stuff. Well, Max, congratulations on everything that you accomplished, and all the best in in your future endeavors. Thank you. Thanks again to both Les and Max for joining us on the podcast this week. We want to take a moment to thank all of you for downloading and listening. Combing through the numbers again earlier this week and September was another banner month. The podcast continues to grow leaps and bounds and we could not do it without all of you. A tip of the cap to all of our sponsors as well the Okotoks Dogs, Dogs Academy, the Western Canadian Baseball League, Sparrow Outfitters, and Vauxhall Academy of Baseball for their continued support. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a sponsor, particularly of the podcast, don't hesitate to drop us a line at albertadugoutstories at gmail.com. You can also check us out on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Until next time, thanks again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.